the third Sunday of Advent. The prophet Micah said that from Bethlehem, one would go forth to be ruler in Israel, and he will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they will remain because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. This one will be our peace. So many times in scripture, we are pictured as sheep looking for the arrival of our shepherd. We are called his people, the sheep of his pasture, and Jesus referred to himself as the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. How fitting then that it was a group of shepherds who received one of the first birth announcements of the newborn Messiah an angel appeared to them as they kept watch over their flocks by night and said, I bring you glad tidings of great joy, which will be for all people. On this, the third Sunday of Advent, we remember the joy of the coming of Jesus in Bethlehem and rejoice with the angels of heaven who said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men.
kingdom is coming and it burns through the night with songs of the angels now filling the sky our hope has arrived our hope has arrived the darkness starts running at the break of his light his kingdom is coming and it burns through the night with songs of
We're going to give them a few minutes break before they come back and finish their program. But uh, we want to give you an invitation. You know, the gospel is both gift and demand. I want you to think about what we celebrate at Christmas and why we celebrate it as Christians, why it's so important. Because we celebrate that event in history when God condescended to us. He came to us. He sent his son. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And I want you to think about how that ties in to the storyline of the Bible. How God has continued to come to us. There in the garden, putting Adam and Eve in a perfect place. And then they fell into sin. They sinned against God's commands. They, they broke his commands and went their own way. And immediately, what do we see God doing? We see God pursuing them. Coming to the first couple. And saying, Adam... Where are you? And we know what God did. God clothed them with animal skins, which obviously implies there was a death, uh, so that their nakedness, the result of their sin, could be covered and their sin could be dealt with. Something had to die, something shed its blood. And in the rest of the New Testament, we see God. Uh, telling his people to offer sacrifices that would be an atonement for their sin for one more year. He would cover their sin one more year until one day he himself would send the perfect sacrifice that would not just cover but that would take away our sin. And it would not have to be offered repeatedly. It was only to be offered one time. He gave his son. His son laid down his life for us. And we think about that and we think about God's condescending love to us in that. Communicating how much he desires to be with us. He desired to be with Adam and Eve in the garden. He desired to be with his people all through the Old Testament, making a way for them to be reconciled to himself. And then in the New Covenant, in the final and complete way, making it possible so that he could be with us and we could be with him. And then you fast forward to the end of the Bible. And what do we see there again? A garden. The Bible begins in a garden, ends in a garden. You know, we think of us going up to God, to heaven. But the Bible communicates at the end that actually he comes down to us in a new heavens and a new earth to dwell with us forever. He will be our God and we shall be his people. And he will remove all sorrows and sickness and suffering and death. And he'll forever be with us. And in the meantime, we have the opportunity to be with him through prayer. To fellowship with him in prayer. What we've studied this week. 
And so what I'm saying is all through the Bible, we see God's desire to be with his people. Folks, that's amazing when you think about it. When you think about all of us like sheep have gone astray, every one of us has turned to our own way. And yet repeatedly, God has come to us. He has dealt with our sin, and he's provided the way that we might know him. Peter says in 1 Peter 3.18, the just died for the unjust, that he might bring us to God. Who's Peter talking about there? Jesus, the just. Who's the unjust? That's you and me. The just died for the unjust, that he might bring us to God and that's what Christ does he takes us to the Father he reconciles us to God who wants to be with us when Christ died on the cross the the veil in the temple was split from top to bottom opening the way into the Holy of Holies because it's Christ who takes us into the very presence of God that we might dwell with him and he with us. From cover to cover in the Bible, that's what the Lord is communicating to us. That he wants to be with his people and he wants his people to be with him. It's a gift of amazing grace because it's something we could not accomplish on our own. If it was going to be done, he had to be the one to do it. And that's, again, that's what we celebrate at Christmas. That he came to us in a perfect way. And I wonder if I'm speaking to somebody here this morning who has not come to the Father by way of his Son, the way he's provided You know in your heart that things are not right between you and God. Maybe you're a guest this morning with us and perhaps typically don't even come to church except maybe at the holidays. It's no accident that you're here. God's been speaking to you and calling to you. God desires for you to be with him and he with you for all of eternity. And he's made that possible through his son, Jesus. You say, what do I need to do? You need to come to Christ, believe upon him and him alone for your salvation, for the cleansing of your sin. Believe upon him as the one who reconciles you to the Father. And you need to come to him confessing him. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my Father in heaven. But if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father who is in heaven. Maybe this Sunday, right before Christmas, two Sundays right before Christmas, you need to come to Christ, and you know you do, because you need a Savior. You need to know the one, the only one, who can bring you to the Father and reconcile you with Him. 
We're going to stand and sing a hymn of invitation together, Silent Night. And during this hymn of invitation, if you know that you need Christ in your life, I want to ask you to step out of the pew where you're standing and walk down the aisle closest to you. And one of our pastors will be here to pray with you. And we would love to talk with you more about this. It's no wonder it's called the gospel. The gospel means good news. It's good news when you consider what God has done for you that you might be with him and he with you. So again, what must you do? You must come to him. It's a gift, but there's a demand. You must repent of your sins, turn away from your sin, and turn to him and come to him. We're going to ask you to stand right now, and we're going to sing together, and you might be the first one who needs uh, to step out of your pew this morning and come forward and say, Pastor, I want that gift. I need Jesus in my life because I want to have fellowship with the Father and He with me. I want Christ. You be the first one. You might be the very one who encourages somebody else in this building today that they would also come forward accepting the free gift of eternal life that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let's sing together. Let us see. 
as we leave here this morning, let's remember that Christ is the reason for the season. I know that's a cliche that's used now oftentimes, but it's true. He's the reason for the season. It's certainly not about Santa Claus. It's not about anything else that we make it out to be. It's about God sending his son. That's what we celebrate. God sent his son to meet the deepest need that you and I have that we could not take care of ourselves. Let's remember that. Dennis Dooley, our deacon of the week, is going to go ahead and offer a benediction prayer. But again, the service is not over. The choir has a few pieces that they want to to finish out with. And I think Jonathan will be including us again uh, also, perhaps. But uh, let's go ahead and bow in prayer. It's great to see the family of God from this perspective. You guys are wonderful people. And Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to be in your house, to hear the story of Jesus and his birth. We thank you for the marvelous presentation by the choir, Lord. And as we get hustled and bustled and caught up in all the things this week and next week, Lord, might we remember that you are the reason for the season and that you're our Savior and Lord. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.
Would you stand with us as we all join together and worship together?
Amen. Born is the King. Emmanuel is with us. Amen? Amen. 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 Merry Christmas. Merry See you next week. <laughs>